morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Everybody, welcome to the Midday Grind, 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. The whole gang is here downtown, Maggie O'Brien's on Market Street. What an atmosphere for St. Patty's Day weekend. Now, I wasn't surprised that Maggie O'Brien's was bringing it strong, because they always do. But on the Friday, a couple days before St. Patty's Day, and they have activities going on all weekend, this place is packed. People are having a good time, eating their corned beef and cabbage, drinking beers maybe they took off early maybe they're having that uh, liquid lunch <laughs> but they're having a great time downtown come on down maggie o'brien's of course the parade day is tomorrow they open at nine in the morning st patty's day sunday shuttles to events at bush and enterprise they have the on-site banquet room holds 250 people for your special event off-site catering available at maggie o'brien's the buffet the box lunches and this is their 40th anniversary year, all kinds of food and drink specials and monthly giveaways. But this weekend we're talking St. Patty's Day, Charlie Marlowe alongside Matt Rocchio and Pops Rocchio, also hanging out at Maggie O'Brien's, Brian Hoffman, Jim Hewer, Martin Kilcoin is on assignment, John Hadley's here. It's a hell of a day, fellas. Oh, it's a busy, busy time here. But it's St. Patrick's Day. People start early on St. Patrick's Day. Just, As they should. It, it turns into a four-day week. And I worked at a radio station prior to this one. Where when it was St. Patrick's Day weekend, the morning show host showed up at 5 a.m., one in each hand. All right. <laughs> Never showed up on time for the show any other time. But for St. Patrick's Day, showed up one in each hand. I looked at him. I go, are you kidding me? He goes, here, have one. I go, no, it's 5 a.m. It's too <laughs> early. That's my kind of station right there. No, I feel bad because, again, I hadn't officially gotten into St. Patrick's Day mode and I feel bad because none of us are wearing green. And people here, that. downtown St. Louis, are already festive, and I love it. Let's start and talk a little uh, blues hockey. Unfortunately, last night, the mm -hmm. note falling two zip at Ottawa. By far the worst team in the NHL, and the Blues get shut out. The note now in the first wild card spot, so Dallas moves up to third place in the Central Division. Twelve games to play. The Blues now just five points ahead of Minnesota. For that final playoff spot, do have a game in hand on the Wild. We talked about this a little bit at the end of the Hollywood Casino press box. I just feel like the Blues fans especially, they're always waiting for doomsday. Yes. The Blues are still in a really good spot, I'm but you start guy, to look way. at the standings and you just <laughs> wonder, could they actually blow this? I, I don't think they're going to blow it, but I'm one of those fans who's always looking for the, the cliff, the edge of the cliff to just, oh, there we go, we're over the side. I think they're they're going to be okay, but last night's loss was extremely disappointing. Not only are they, guys, the worst team in the league right now, they were without some of their best players. Shabbat is their best defenseman. He did not play. You only gave up, for all intents and purposes, one goal, 
But the fact that the Blues aren't scoring much at all in the last five games or so is a little disheartening. And it's alarming because 91 is all world right now when he's healthy. But the fact that you're not getting anything from anybody else except for your defense every once in a while is not good at all. And that's not good moving forward for this hockey team. Guys like, we know Schwartz, but Shen's been coming off the injury, but he's got to step up and be the guy. Steen's got to be more active. He's just, he's not what he once was, but he's got to be a, a leader right now if he's getting ice time. And you get, need some of these young kids to score. Robert Thomas had a two-goal game not long ago. But I'll, I'll throw in McKechn, Sanford. Those guys haven't scored much at all lately. They have to contribute for this team to be the force that they were not that long ago. I'm not telling you they're going to win 11 games in a row. But you've got to beat the worst teams in the league, and they have not done that. And that's really rough. If it's a really disturbing pattern that we've seen where if just one member of that first line is missing the offense flatlines at first it was it was shen then he came back you saw a bit of an offensive uptick tarasenko's out the blues haven't scored an even strength goal since vladimir tarasenko's going out with his injury that is a major problem i know that they're, they're in a comfortable spot postseason wise up five game in hand no more games with minnesota the rest of the way so things are trending in the right direction but when you are that dependent on one line for seemingly all of your scoring, that's that's a difficult position to be in. And you brought up the point of five-on-five hockey. It's nothing. Playoffs are won with five-on-five yes. hockey. And if you're not outscoring your opponent in five-on-five during the playoffs, you're eliminated quickly. They're, they're, the team is there to make this happen. They just got to find that next gear, get back on the winning ways, and, and make it happen. But you're right. Five-on-five five hockey is what's going to be the lifeblood for this hockey team moving forward. And I think Sammy Blay might now be jealous of Jordan Cairo taking <laughs> over his spot of what the heck is going on when Jordan Cairo coming up, Jordan Cairo going back, Jordan Cairo coming right back up. You're trying to read into it, hopefully thinking Tarasenko is not too far off, but also David Perron, and just going to the skates and practices. He's been out there. For a couple weeks now and craig ruby made the comment which we've all discussed because he didn't mean it in a negative way saying david perron will let me know that's just how it is overcoming this quote-unquote upper body injury right that when he's ready to go and he's feeling good but you'd think physically he's right there and close and we saw what david perron did early in the year basically anybody who was paired next to ryan o'reilly all of a sudden was having their best offensive season or close to it of their career so Look, I think this Blues team can still be dangerous, but they have to be at full strength. And right now, they're not, certainly in terms of the forward position. And then you've seen Jordan Bennington lately. Of course, didn't play last night, but he's come back to earth. And now we have the goal situation again to discuss because Jake Allen, and you kind of knew this was going to happen. Oh, yeah. And Jake has done this for five years or so. He's great in March. He always finds a way to keep himself in the conversation. I do think that's a good thing this year because – Look, Jordan Bennington is 25. He is a rookie. It's his first NHL season. He's going to go through some lumps. Nobody thought he was going to be that guy who's leading the league in everything. You're going to need two guys. I just think it's funny because Jake Allen, he always finds a way to get himself back in the conversation. We're almost to the point. And, again, we've got a few more, what, 12 games left. And the final say is yet to be written. 
you're getting back to the point where you're leaning, well, Jake's the guy again. I don't believe that yet, but you're leaning that way. And if he can be the guy again who we think he should be, that's great. And if he's not, you go, well, we're just riding our our coattails on Bennington at this point. It's interesting how, again, Jake has worked his way back into the forefront right now where we believe he could be the guy again. I'm not sold on that, but you can see where this is going moving forward that eh, Jake's going to be our guy moving forward. However, knowing that Bennington is legitimate and has proven that he's legitimate helps moving forward as well. I mean, there was... We had Carter Hutton, but no one believed Carter Hutton was going to be the guy moving forward last year or the guys before him. So Bennington, at least right now, you would feel comfortable just going, hey, kid, go play. We'll see what happens. I want to talk about Carter Hutton and other Blues goalies, former Blues goalies in just one second. Mm -hmm. Midday grind, 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com, live at Maggie O'Brien's downtown on Market Street. They also have the Sunset Hills location. We've been there several times. Great spot as well. All kinds of deals for St. Paddy's Day this Sunday. And then they have live music every Friday and Saturday night as well. Also have the on-site banquet room. That holds 40 people. The off-site catering is available, buffets, box lunches, and all that. The 40th anniversary of Maggie O'Brien's, they're celebrating at both locations, Sunset Hills and downtown, where we're at today on Market Street for St. Paddy's Day weekend. All kinds of food and drink specials, not just for this weekend, and monthly giveaways all year long for the 40th anniversary of Maggie O'Brien's. The Blues now have lost three straight games, two in regulation. Jim Hewer, you brought up Carter Hutton, and it kind of made me chuckle because all this year I always think to myself, when I look at the NHL stats for goaltenders, I go, man, there's a lot of former Blues that are out there playing for other teams. Anders Nilsson, you see him pitching a shutout last night. You go, wait a second, wasn't he a Blue for about 12 seconds? Yep. And sure enough, three games he played for the Blues back in 2015-2016. So it got me wondering, and I think we've already kind of talked about You're it a little a bit. you a book for this. Right. Way. I wrote it down. First of all, people love trivia, I feel like. How many total goalies in the NHL this year do you think have played at least one game? So all the goalies in the NHL. Oh, jeez. For all the teams. I'm gonna total get, amount of goalies. I'm going to guess something like 44, 47. Well, you got to think there's at least two goalies for every team. Plus bringing up I'll some guys. I'm going to add like eight on the top of 75 might be high, yeah. but I'll say 75. The answer is 89. 89 goalies 89. that have played just at least one game. I mean, remember, that's, right. that's a guy like Chad Johnson for the Blues. Right. But you're four away from averaging three goalies per team, essentially. Yes. Okay. How many guys will play a guessing game? And we're including the, the two current Blues goalies, Jordan Bennington and Jake Allen. How many guys of the 89 have played for the Blues. You can throw out okay, your number, so. and also let's start let's start naming them. <laughs> okay, so Phoenix Copley. Phoenix. Are we are we Copley. talking? Does does minors matter? So you have ben to Bishop play. Down. You have to play. Well, in Ben Bishop did play for the Blues. You have to have played at least one game in the NHL and have played at least one game okay. with the St. Louis Blues. So the two they have. Phoenix Copley for the Washington Phoenix Capitals. Phoenix Copley, Ben yes. Bishop. Yeah. Ben Bishop. Yes, leads uh, the NHL in goals. Anders Nielsen, Nielsen, Chad Johnson, Chad Anders Nielsen, Jake Elliott. Yeah. Brian Elliott. Brian so, Elliott. Did I say Jake Elliott? Yeah, my bad. Brian, Brian Elliott. Elliott. We're including Jordan Bennington and Jake Allen yeah, for this year. Short okay. seven. Um, Jim Hewer mentioned Carter Hutton previously Carter Hutton. for yeah, Buffalo. So you guys have mentioned eight, seven. You're missing three. I gave you Chad Ranton, Johnson. Is it Ranton? Ranty uh, something or another. Is he on the list? There's a guy named, I can't remember his name. He was here. Ryan Miller's still in the Ranta? league, isn't he? 
Ryan Ranta. Miller. Yeah, Ryan Ranta. Ranta was here. No, he didn't play here. He got traded. Oh, yeah, Ryan Miller, of course. Ryan Miller is still in the league. Ryan Miller and Chad Johnson, both for the Ducks. Yaroslav Halak. There it is. Oh. Boom, boom, boom. Oh. Ring the bell. Look at that. So the answer is, and again, this is, this is me looking them Nine? up. I'm not even sure about the minors Nine and this and that. No, but Ranta didn't play here. He got traded, uh, so that he doesn't count. But 10. 10, ten. ten. NHL goalies, including Allen and, Bin- and Binnington right now, eight other guys have tended the net for the Blues. So when you're checking the, the stats on NHL.com or ESPN.com and you're looking at the goals against and save percentage and wins and all that, and you're like, man, there are a lot of former Blues goalies. It's got to be the most. I wasn't able to look up every single team, but that's got to be the most, to have 10 guys across the NHL you, out of the 89. You might be right. Yeah, that's you're talking accurate. 11%, 11% basically of all the goalies in the NHL right now that have played this year have played at least one game for the St. Louis Blues. And you take it a step further. This is an organization let's face it, when it comes to playoff time, has been in search of a number one stud goalie oh, never. forever. Never. never. Forever. In and like 30 or 40 times yes. that's been the case. And uh, it's funny, like a guy like Phoenix Copley, who just, I think within the last month, received a new contract from the Capitals, wasn't good enough to even get a sniff here, but yet he's going somewhere else and he's finding a way to make money. Well, I mean, how long was Bennington waiting for his chance? And that's another one. Here. Yes. I mean, he was fourth or fifth on the depth chart yeah. when camp started. Now all of a sudden you're going, oh, thank God he's here. Otherwise, we'd be looking for another guy. And Billy Huso apparently is the guy of the future. And right now, I don't know where he might ever get a, a look here in St. Louis. We might be seeing him as the next Phoenix Copley moving somewhere else in the league. That is Jim Hewer. we got Brian Hoffman. I'm Charlie Marlowe. Matt Rocchio here on the Midday Grind, 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com, live at Maggie O'Brien's downtown on Market Street, getting ready for St. Paddy's Day weekend. 590 The Fan here all day long. we got the baseball show, 590 Baseball, coming up. I'll sit in and uh, chat with you guys coming up around 1 o'clock. Earl Austin Jr. will be joining us at uh, 1230 or so, talking slew and their big win last night. Also the prep scene with all the state championships going on. This weekend, and if you like to throw down a bet, maybe I do on some college hoops or any sport. Brackets, first round upsets, the final four coming up. March Madness is here, and it's time to bet with the best at my bookie. That's where I throw down my bets. Would you rather sit at your office desk or call out sick and binge on NCAA tournament games and junk food? Like that's even a choice. Come on. Sometimes it feels good to be bad. Oh, that's right. Especially when it's with someone you trust. And if you're looking for a place to get in on the action, you can trust my bookie. I do. They've been in business for years, and they're growing like wildfire. The best part is they pay out fast. So when you call that 12 over 5 upset this year, there always seems to be at least one 12 that beats a 5. Make sure to celebrate. You'll be pocketing cold, hard cash. March Madness, the most exciting, action-packed sporting event of the year. Even your grandmas fill out a bracket. My wife is into doing the bracket challenge against me this year again. Place Uh your bets. With MyBookie now, before you miss out, MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code RADIO to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid only at MyBookie.ag. It's a site that I use and I have used last year and all through the NFL and college football season and March Madness. It is really a fun time of year to throw down. A couple bets, and look at that. Maggie O'Brien's now have brought over. Oh, we got wings. The Ruben rolls. 
Ooh. Those are really good. The Reuben rolls. You guys rolls. take care of this. I'm going to eat. Was else. it your wife who, who won your tournament challenge? That's what I want to know, yes. Your wife had a competition, I remember. I can't recall who won. So I beat this, her okay. by one game, basically. Okay. By one game, and the bet was going to be a really nice dinner at a very nice restaurant. And we can come down to Maggie O'Brien's, maybe. And you picked Kirkwood Pizzeria. And she still has not paid me. She hasn't. Oh, that bet. no. And so she was actually excited, though, about doing the bracket again. She goes, yeah, are we going to do the brackets? And I said, yes, but would you mind not welching on your bet? you got to pay out. It's been 365 days almost, lady. Let's pay up. Before we get to Earl, I want to talk a little hoops. Slew moving on, 71-68 last night, taking down Richmond, which really was just a tough matchup for them this year because Richmond's not that good. But Richmond came into Chaffetz and beat him 84-81 back in uh, late January. The Billikens come from double digits down. Tremaine Isabel with 17. Hassan French almost kind of just willed them oh, he was great to victory. 22-12. Yes. and 12. I've always said and thought that type of player, the Hassan French player, the small forward guy who does everything, plays defense, rebounds, works the glass, offensive rebounds, block shots, you don't necessarily have to run plays for him. I think his offensive game is developing that way, but he can create his own offense off offensive rebounds, tips, lobs. I just love that type of player, and it's fun to see him come into his own. You always knew he was a very good defensive player, and he was put on the Atlantic 10 all-defensive team this year, but now you're starting to see his offensive game come to fruition as well. There was at times where he was just dominating the boards and willing the Billikens back into the contest. Like you said, they were down at 10 points at some point. Isabel obviously hit some key threes. And all this happening, obviously, with a short bench. Javon Bess is just playing on guts right now. His his <laughs> foot or Achilles, I don't know what percentage I'd put on it, but he is not close to 100%. No. Right. And I'm, we'll find out, I'm sure, when the season's over, just where he was at. I mean, he there were some shots that he missed last night where you watch him shoot and you feel bad for him because you know he just doesn't have it in his legs to be able to finish with a shot but he's out there gutting it playing good defense as much as he can but Hassan French was just he was a man down late what were were about five minutes left and he put that big dunk down and that just kind of sent everybody home after that I mean he was he was dynamite can they do it again I you know we'll we'll find out later today but one thing about Travis Ford his clubs come to play defense and when you can play defense and you got a guy like French and they crash the glass as a team offensively you have a chance to win and they pulled one out last night when you're watching slew play they are fun to watch because they are so gritty and they work hard and it seems like they have to work for every basket but also when you watch that you go you know what this team needs? The, the perfect player they need is just a guy who can hit threes yep. because they have a lot of athleticism. And, and there's been some games where some of these guys get hot from distance, like a Tremaine Isabel when he dropped 39. But they don't have that guy that when Isabel, who's a great penetrator, Goodwin, great penetrator, Bess, when healthy, great penetrator, and he can shoot it as well. Yep. Yep. But they don't have that guy who can just in the college game hit about 45% from three. Right. And and that's why it was also a little more surprising, even though I thought SLU would win last night. When they get down double digits, being a team that doesn't really crush it from three-point range, it's that much harder to come back and win a game like that. I don't know if Travis Ford can find that grad transfer um, 
you know, when you're looking at the incoming recruits, Uri Collins is a really good point guard and slasher type guy. Terrence Hargrove also kind of that six foot yes. seven, three man. But man, they could use a guy who could just shoot four or five threes a game and hit 45%. That is the perfect player the Billikens need for, for this year and moving forward. Slew had 18 offensive rebounds last That's night. That's incredible. That's absurd. Yes. He out-rebounded Richmond 24 to 16. They had more, actually 20, uh, 42 to 20, they out-rebounded Richmond. They had more offense, almost as many offensive rebounds as Richmond had total rebounds. Chuck is right. Just get a shooter. Someone who can spread it out a little bit more. Find a guy and just tell him, that corner spot is yours. We're going to look for you, and when we need it, you're in the corner, and you're going to drill three fours. And I think Travis Ford certainly thought that Deion Wiley was going to be that yeah. guy. Yes. He also showed flashes. He had a couple games where he's high in double digits and knocking down threes. Clearly, Travis Ford doesn't always trust him defensively. And then every time we go to SLU for a media availability, you're always seeing an ice bag on Deion Wiley. Right. I, I don't think he's also close to 100%, or he's surely not 100%. And that's that's our thing with SLU is, man, you got the injuries, you got the transfers. I mean, they're so thin. They need basically their five starters to almost play 40 minutes. It's it's fun to watch, and they're gritty, but, man, that's a tall order to win four straight games in four days when you're basically really only playing six guys. I wonder what it will be like when he gets a roster where he can run nine to ten guys out there for an entire season because he's never had that opportunity since he's been here at St. Louis University, speaking of Travis Ford. I mean, first year was we're waiting for the transfers to come back, and then it was, you know, Title nine, Title last nine, year. and then injuries this year. If he gets that opportunity, this team, they'll make some noise. And they'll make some noise in the tournament maybe in the first couple rounds if he gets that opportunity. Illinois gets blown out by Iowa. The Hawkeyes headed to the NCAA tournament, at least at an at-large. Uh, Tyler Cook, the couple nasty dunks. If you saw the one off the inbounds pass, <laughs> yes. the one-handed just flush. Tyler Cook averaging 15 points and eight rebounds. For the Hawkeyes, the former Chaminade star who played with uh, Jason Tatum. Interesting to see because he kind of he kind of flirted with going to the draft last year, and he's a junior now, so we'll see if he can be a, a second-round pick potentially in the NBA draft. Mizzou loses by 10 to Auburn. Jordan Geis with 25 points coming off the 30-point effort the night before. Mizzou, it's been a, a rough season for the Tigers, rough season for Illinois, obviously. Bright spot, though, how about the Whitfield alum? Torrance Watson, especially coming on late. Mark Smith injured yes. and, and not able to play the, the uh, final part of the season. Torrance Watson last night, uh, 20 points, hit six triples, and really played his best basketball as a freshman in March. In the five games in March, he averaged 15 points per game and had two 20-point games. So I think that'll be fun to watch. This core, if they can stay healthy with a Tillman, with a Mark Smith, Tillman did say he was coming back. I didn't know that that was necessarily. I didn't think that an was option. an issue. Yeah. <laughs> I love I Jeremiah Tillman. <laughs> I agree. But I think it's, it's most NBA teams require you to learn how to screen without following literally every time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can foresee though, and hopefully it's next year. But if those guys also were to stay in a couple years, if you have a Tillman and Mark Smith as juniors and seniors, mm -hmm. you like Torrance Watson, you like Xavier Pinson. Um, you have some pieces to build around. It's not the best sign when you say as a collegiate athlete, I'm coming back, and the collective reaction is, yeah, we know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Javon Pickett as yeah. well. Pickett. Uh, you know what? Watson, 
I was worried about Watson in the first half of the season because he wasn't even getting on the floor. And I, and we all know what that means. You're thinking, this kid's going to transfer. He's not going to get on the floor. He's going to get frustrated. He's going somewhere else where he can get playing time. Good for him. He stuck with it. He worked hard, and he's made himself a spot. That was the worry in the beginning of the season. Then there was the worry in the middle of the season where it seemed like he couldn't hit water. He fell out of a boat for a couple right? of games there. Where he, I mean, he was he was taking eight or ten shots. He was making only two or three of them. He was and and it, and they weren't necessarily terrible shots. But later on, he would he was getting to the point where he was just jacking up any look he could, which I love. If you're going to make it, I love that attitude. But it wasn't falling. It started falling later on in the season. We saw the kind of games he had. And, I mean, the three-guard lineups they're going to be able to put out over the next few years with Drew Smith, Mark Smith, him, Javon Pickett. These are going to be some crazy guard lineups. Get your text in, the text on 855-282-8255. Take it to the bank. What's your hot take for St. Paddy's Day weekend? Brought to you by Triad Bank, one of our fine sponsors. And also, are you currently sideways with the IRS? Do you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night? Are you facing tax liens, bank levies, or wage garnishments? If so... You should contact former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com. Mark Milton providing a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups you hear on the television and radio. Mark lives and works right here in our area, in Kirkwood, right by our beautiful TV station for 590 The Fan. That would be a radio station in Kirkwood. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. We're going to take a break. Coming back, Earl Austin Jr. talking Billikins at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, the Atlantic 10 tournament. Can the Bills continue this run? They'd have to win four games in four days. We are live at Maggie O'Brien's downtown on Market Street. So much going on all weekend long for St. Paddy's Day weekend. Put your green shirt on. Come on down, have some corned beef and cabbage and some green beer at Maggie O'Brien's. We'll be right back on the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com.